Good morning. Comment ça va? Bonjour. How are you doing? The Montreal Canadiens are advanced to the Stanley Cup finals for the first time in a long time. How about that, huh? Um, welcome to the Sunday Conversation Podcast, presented by Loyalty Liquors. What episode? Post, uh, it's uh, it's Swazon Neuf. Yep. 69. Nice. nice. Not a big deal. Um, hosted by Aaron Taylor. Ben Schanenberger, and uh, welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, Ben. I'm awesome. I actually have a couple a couple things to say because you. So you've been counting us in every episode for a while now in French. I don't know why this hasn't popped in my head till today. So the probably because I bartended last night, but. The head chef at our restaurant is French. He's from. Uh, oui? He's from. He's from either Lyon or Marseille. I forget which. I think it's Lyon. But he. Uh, but he's French. He's French as fuck. His name's Olivier. He's French as fuck. And Olivier. Like, listen, I'm not fluent is- in French by any means, but I know you know some French pleasantries, some very basic conversational things in French. So every time I see him, like I, you know, I say, you know, bonjour, Olivier, ça va, and. He just, he hates talking in French. He hates like conversing in French at all. He absolutely hates it. He must not, he must not be a romantic. Either that, or he's one of those, you know, typical French people that hates Americans so much that they won't even speak their home. He is like, he is like. This motherfucker comes into my restaurant. <laughs> You're doing like Quebecois. He, That's Quebecois. And he speaks he speaks the French to me, and I am like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, and secondly, yeah, the Montreal Canadiens, it's actually it's funny. So I, I'm in a group text with my dad and my godfather, who's my my dad's best friend from college. And the you know, the blues got swept in the first round by the avalanche. And I said to them, I said, Nobody's beating the avalanche, they're just they're fucking unstoppable, they're a juggernaut. Vegas goes on to beat Colorado in six games. And I go, I was wrong about Colorado. Fucking Vegas is unstoppable. There's no chance anybody's beating Vegas. Montreal just beat Vegas in six games. So I texted them (laughs) last night and I said, you know what? I just was wrong. Okay. Hand up. I was wrong. That's on me. (laughs) Like no shit. Like, no, it's not like I've played hockey my entire life and think I know the game and and all that shit. I, I actually had a moment like that. Uh, last weekend we're watching uh actually it was um it was uh it was vegas and it was vegas and montreal and it was must have been like game three they went to overtime yeah one of those games and so we're at it was uh last sunday actually so Mm -hmm. whatever game that was and there's seven minutes left yeah and i just like there's like probably eight of us sitting around and uh like i just like turned my head and got up i was like oh well this game's going to overtime oh they uh i think vegas or montreal just killed off a penalty there's seven yep. minutes left and i yep. was like oh this game's going to overtime and and this like other like one of my other buddies is like sitting there and nobody knows that like oh there's like maybe like two people know that you know i'd played hockey for yep. my whole life and In uh super so party I, league in the super party league exactly and uh so this kid's like he's like he like turns and like looks at me he's like 
don't you think it's a little early to call that? And I'm like, no. And uh, <laughs> so, so I was like, I was like, I, I, I was like, I'll bet on it. And so we, we bet, uh, we bet five bucks. So then for the rest of the, so then we sit there for seven minutes and sh- like, sure enough, it goes to overtime, like I said. And, uh, and then someone else is like, like after the game ended, he's like, oh shit. He's like, I guess I owe my money. And then like, everyone's laughing and, and, and they're like saying like, what? And the, uh, this, this, my other buddy, Ben is like, oh, Ben, Ben said seven minutes ago, this thing was going to overtime. And then, you know, he bet on it or something. And like, obviously it came, it came right. So then Ben and I bet on who was going to win the game. And, uh, I was like, I'll take, I was like, I fucking love that Caulfield kid. I was like, I'll take, uh, so, so we 10 bucks straight up, you know, we're talking big money here. Like this is like big, big all you, all you listeners, like you guys are probably like, holy shit. These guys are insane. But it's like six units, $5 and then $10. And, and Ben goes, uh, he's like, Vegas is scoring the first two minutes. I'm like, ah, shit, I don't know. Fucking Vegas scores. I'm like, yeah. you know, 30, 30 yeah, seconds. real fast. So, yep. But uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was funny because that's hockey. And uh, I mean, shit. It, dude, it that, was, I mean, that is dude, hockey. Just, that is hockey. Like, and, and it's just like, there's no other sport like in terms of like, for one, the fact that you can call the game, like it, it, like seven minutes left, I could just like, I mean, I played hockey long enough. You can just like kind of see the guys yeah. you know, like, okay, like we're gassed. It's late in the third. Yep. Let's protect the fucking house. Right. This game, like they know that game's going overtime too. They're just yeah. like, they're almost like playing for got, it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like in a way, like, okay, let's try to save our legs for a second here play defense regroup and then come out and fucking you know jam one down their throats and the the nhl is so fucking stupid ben i'm sorry finish your thought the but the nhl is is it might be the like dumbest sports league in terms of the way they schedule their games the so the the cup starts on monday so it's monday wednesday friday monday wednesday friday sunday so game seven would potentially be july sunday july 11th why would you not have a game next weekend so if you're doing monday wednesday friday game one two three why wouldn't you fucking do monday wednesday saturday if you're going to give them an extra day because they then they have saturday sunday off they play monday wednesday friday if you're going to give them an extra day off why wouldn't you skip that friday game have them play saturday where you can expose more people to the fucking game like why would you schedule on a friday night at eight o'clock nobody's going to be watching it's so dumb just dumb anyways aaron aaron this is why a long time ago i i was like aaron should be the director of scheduling for the national league <laughs> just something about uh, his it just brain. <laughs> it just made it just made sense to me a long time ago and uh i mean it's the fucking national league it's the national league we're not talking the american league i'm talking about practice 
All right, Ben, which uh, which topic that we, we well, communicated with each other? Well, that was a fun little about. intro because we yeah, have right. some actual real shit to talk <laughs> yeah. about. It's funny because you and I have been texting all, you know, a pretty good amount this week and talking and, and it was like, okay, we got, what did I say? You sent me something. I said, it should be a fun episode. And then we just spent like uh, like seven minutes talking about the NHL <laughs> to start the show. But well, we're, hey, we're, ho- we're hockey guys and uh, we are hockey guys through and through. And this time of year is awesome. And it is there is something cool about uh, Les Habitants being in the uh, being in the Stanley Cup final, even though like, I'm not a Montreal something, fan. No, me either by any means. But something just fires me up when a team can't make it somewhere with a superstar and then yeah. said superstar leaves I'm, I'm not saying pk was like a superstar but well and max like, Pacioretty. i mean they've right. had, they've had a couple big stars that ended up leaving yeah and yeah matt poor old max patches is probably like motherfucker yeah get, especially get to go to, well yeah especially to go to vegas he's been in vegas for two years now and last year vegas got bounced in the Second round this year, they got bounced in the Western Conference, quote unquote, Western Conference Finals, and now he's playing. He just lost to his old team in the Western Conference Finals, which they'll never play in again. Montreal will never be in the Western Conference Finals again, and they just lost to him to go to the Stanley Cup. So, yeah. Um. Uh. But All so right, hey, yeah. where do you want to start? Shift. I'll give you. I'll give you. Let's w- let's, w- let's we'll do shift. roulette. Let's shift to. Uh, are you let's are we. Did we say something about the? Uh, should we go right to McAfee? Because that's that's I like that or or okay, whatever. Okay, great, John McAfee. It is. Um, do do you would you like to set the stage or do you want me to set the stage? I would like you to set the stage. You're okay. you're, a, you're a better stage setter. <laughs> so hey, yes, you, I you you were in you must have been in the behind the scenes um, in the drama club for for the the stage setting, right? I was in, I was, uh, I was, did a little bit of performance Set arts management in, so I did, per- <laughs> I did performance arts in the fifth grade. I was in, I think two school plays in the fifth grade. I was the second lead in both of them. So fuck off. I wasn't behind the scenes. I was very much in front of the scenes. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. And that's, my, that's my a true apologies. story. I- I must have, that must have slipped my mind. I also, this is funny. I, I don't know why this just popped in my head. I think it was the fifth grade. In the fifth grade, uh, you know, we had like a talent show. I literally went up on stage and read jokes out of a joke book. Like I had a book of jokes and I just sat up there in front of a microphone <laughs> hey, and hey, read jokes to people. That's sort of genius. Yeah, it's like, hey, that's I'm not going to remember genius. any of this. <laughs> just sat there. It's like, what do you call? Hey, man. <laughs> I'm not going to say I killed, but I killed. All right. Anyways, John McAfee. So for anybody unfamiliar with John McAfee, he um, the name actually is like if you grew up in the 90s and in two, early 2000s, like you saw his name every time you logged onto your family computer. John McAfee was the guy who started McAfee antivirus, which, you know, like was pretty much synonymous with computers of that a, era he had a monopoly on the market i'm pretty sure he was like the only one doing this i think he i mean he was definitely the biggest mcafee was absolutely the 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 um he, the, the did biggest. he sell to norton so yes so um 
but he resigned in 1994 and sold his remaining stake in the company. Yeah, to Norton Antivirus. Yeah, McAfee became the company's most vocal critic in later years, urging consumers to uninstall the company's antivirus software, which he characterizes bloatware. Um, but so, yeah, so he sold his stake in the company for, I believe it was like $100 million. And then, yeah, McAfee's wealth peaked in 2007 at $100 million. And then, so he got crushed in the... Uh, in the great recession in 2008 in the, during the economic collapse of 2008, which I've, I've talked about like 14 times on this show. Um, so, you know, then he was like bouncing around between like some countries in Central America. He was in like Belize and yeah, he'd do these weird videos from time to time, but you know, he like kind of always maintained this. I should mention one thing. The reason he was on in those countries is because he was kind of on the run from the U S government. Like he had committed like tax evasion and, you know, not any nefarious crimes, so to speak, but, you know, he owed the government money and we've talked hey, about I, it. Go ahead. I, well, just, I just want to add one thing right there because it was like, so actually, can I step in here for a little of bit? Of course, or, or please. Do set, your thing. Set more of the stage? No, keep going. Okay. So then this other crazy thing, um, was John McAfee had this like a bizarre like situation wife. She was like a prostitute wife. Yeah. And uh, so I, like, it just was brought up that like, I mean, um, not that it matters, but she's a a black woman. Mm. And so they're talking about like all this shit, but so do you know who else? um, Like, has evaded taxes to the note of like 100 million dollars jeff bezos al sharpton oh the reverend al sharpton yep the reverend al sharpton so it was funny how i guess we're, we're going a little bit ahead but so he was he was in a as of late i, I should have let you finish okay um, said, Here, said let me just well i'm almost yeah. done i'm almost done so he, th- there was a bit of controversy where he was in like the Bahamas or something and his neighbor was found dead, like shot to death. And so he was like, it was Not suspected, suspected, suspect, allegedly that he, that he uh, committed the crime, but he went back to the United States, was arrested like immediately. And then, um, he was released and Ben, hold on. I got to stop this for again. This, this is not, this audio is not going to line up and I'm just going to apologize okay. for that in advance. Uh, ben and I had a quick emergency. We had to attend to and we're back. Anywho. So John McAfee uh, suspected of killing his neighbor, goes back to the United States, gets arrested Basically tells the United States government that he is not going to pay taxes, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Goes to Spain, gets arrested in Spain. I believe this is 2020. He gets arrested in Spain, in Barcelona. And he comes out. And and multiple times throughout his life, he has basically said, the United States government wants me dead. I know too many things. And if I ever commit suicide, just know that I didn't do it. Like, that's an important bit in all this. So... Well, that was early on. 
Like that, he always said that. Yeah, he's that's what I mean. He said it multiple times throughout throughout like the last few years. He was always like he would mention it every now and again. Like if I commit suicide, I didn't commit suicide. Even leading up to himself getting a tattoo that says whacked on his right, right arm and there was a money sign before it. So it looked like it says schwacked. But right. um yes. So he was very adamant about like I am not going to commit suicide when they are going to suicide me to the point where while he was in prison, he tweeted at one point, like, like I'm paraphrasing, but he was more or less like, I'm enjoying it in here. The food's fine. The company's good. So just know if I kill myself, I didn't kill myself. And so John McAfee committed suicide in prison, in Spain in the, uh, in this past week, um, three days before he was supposed to be extradited back to the United States. Now, this is where, thank you, Aaron, for giving that great over. synopsis, because this is where it was all. So he had this like unbelievable relationship with his prostitute wife. Mm. They, they had hooked up in Florida or something back in the day, like in tw- 2009 or something. He like, it was supposed to be like a solicit, a solicitation. And then it ended up becoming, they, were a couple and they loved each other and all that and his wife or or his girlfriend tweeted two days ago or three days ago something along the same lines that you just said like there's been a lot of murmurings of of you know the u.s government wanting to kill john or whatever and all this stuff and so basically the timeline that was like coming out was just like all too bizarre. So he ends up basically saying a couple days before that the U S government wants to kill me. She says the same thing. Then he gets suicided. And I guess here we are sort of right back to the Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. He even, he even mentioned in one of his final tweets that he may he may be a la Epstein or something. I, I have it right here. It, it's actually not this. So this is the tweet I was referring to. This is from October fifteenth, twenty twenty. So uh, eight months ago. I am content in here. I have friends. The food is good. All is well. Know that if I hang myself a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. So I mean, I think this guy did a better job. I mean, there's a few. Basically, my my whole thought behind it is this guy had information like Facebook long before Facebook existed. Mm. I mean, he was in every single person's computer. You know, who knows? He could have been the original, like, spy. But, you know, in a a sense, like, meaning. Well, think about it. I mean, in reality, and this is, this is, you know, tinfoil hat stuff, but like I, like we mentioned you had every, uh, basically every personal computer on the planet in for a decade had McAfee, McAfee antivirus software on it. So think about all the information. If you, if you were so inclined as a programmer at one of these places, how easy it would be to have some kind of backdoor in there where you could just gather people's information. I mean, they already install your software on their computer willingly every time how difficult would it really be to be able to pull information, personal information of people off of their personal computers, especially at that in that era 
where computer security was, you know, nothing like what it is now. So you have to figure, I mean, and think about it too, Ben, like, I'm sure I I'm guessing, but I'm sure that he had government contracts. Like I'm sure the government, the U S government used McAfee antivirus software. So, you know, you're talking. Oh, totally. And then on, even on a different level, it's like, Hey, John, um, we know that you're given uh, the entire world, um, you, you know, their version of the McAfee. <laughs> what's, what's your secret sauce? What do you have? That's like wrapped right. up that you, that you can give us. Right. And he's like, Oh, I got just the thing. Um, except I'm going to know everything that you guys are ever talking or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then next thing you know, this guy's dead and you wonder why this guy may be dead. Aaron just told you because he probably had government contracts and knew way more than he was supposed to. And on top of that, something tells me, um, fun fact, here we are week, you know, 98 of, of trying to get my money back from the IRS. Um, John McAfee probably knew, like knows what's going on in terms of your money. I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. It's like the U S government, the IRS, this three digit agency has been fleecing America for fucking since it's inception. So here's a guy that that probably knows what goes on with all the tax money and tax revenue that's collected. And he's like, fuck you guys. You know, why would I fucking give you my tax money if I know where it's going? Cause not only is he not like, he knows where the tax money's going. It's probably, there's probably a fucking, um, a little offshoot of his McAfee that can censor every transaction that, said government who you know installed mcafee software on all their computers it's like who knows like who like nobody knows and it's like here we have it another like at what point will people start to like like i think the issue right now is this is so similar to like the epstein case and it's so such a bizarre fucking case that people are just going to like write it off in their heads and they won't even think about it. That's where we're at as Americans. Like n- nobody's like, wait a second here, time out. Like let's put on our tinfoil hat and use our brain and think, you know, like nobody is like saying that they're all just like, Oh, this guy died. And that's it. Next thing. Who, who, uh, Oh, Britney Spears is out of jail uh, or whatever out of her thing. Oh, free Britney. I'm glad Britney's okay. You know, and then in the grand scheme of things, it's like this guy who was maybe even trying to help the small people, you know, his, to me, like John McAfee, he wasn't like, if I was just to give my opinion on the guy, it's not like he walked around in his, you know, Gucci suits and was this like rich man. It seemed like he was just trying to live. Like. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, no, it, like, does. He, it he, does. It wasn't like he, it, it, it's, he doesn't strike me as like a guy that's like competing for wealth in like an image. He was competing to just like live and, and like, fuck you. All these agencies that are trying to suck us dry in life. He was actually doing it. He was like, I'm not going to pay my taxes. You know, fuck you. And then, you know, here, here we end up. It's just he's on a little different scale because he's got 
hundreds of millions of dollars. I um I think I think a larger part of this conversation and it's we've brought it up previously is that how just trusting of the government people are how blind blindly trusting people are of the United States government like there is so much nefarious shit that is that's public knowledge Ben like we're not even talking like conspiracy like like you know oh my god like did, did, did we actually do this like dude we're talking like operation paperclip well documented bringing over nazi scientists who committed tons of war crimes during world war ii and brought them over to be scientists to work for the united states because we were so concerned about russia after world war ii um the iran contra scandal uh mk ultra like this this country has done despicable despicable things to people for long long periods of time and had no remorse and so if you think you have a situation or, or you're, you believe that the McAfee situation is actually like, hey, man, this guy has too much information. Like, we got to do something about it. And you can sit there and say, the United States government, no, they would never kill this guy. Like, it was probably just, you know, something like you're living in a fantasy land because what the United States government knows is that it'll be news for two, three, four, you know, a week tops, depending on what else is in the news cycle. And then that's it. People move on. People forget about it. People stop talking about it. And that's the end of it. Government gets their man. That's just one less thing they got to worry about. One loose end that's tied up. And now nobody else is even thinking about it anymore. I mean, look at Jeffrey Epstein, you know, that, that, you know, the memes went on for a long time and blah, blah, blah. Nobody's talking about it anymore. Nobody's paying attention. And it's still going on. The like the Gislaine Maxwell trial is like still going on. This is all going on. And you don't hear a peep about it, you know, because it's it's just it's the 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 news cycle and the the way the world is and how fast media travels and how like little attention span anybody actually has for these things. And the next day is a new story, a new problem, a new thing that everybody's posting about on social media that distracts from what's actually happening. And then on we go. Aaron, that was a good little bit right there because it's, it's, it couldn't be, it couldn't be more the truth. It couldn't be more the truth. And that leads you back to your, to your famous Denzel quote. You know, if you, if you read the newspaper, you're, you're uninformed if you don't read no, the no 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 if you don't read the newspaper you're uninformed if you do read it you're misinformed you're misinformed it's actually um, Mark, Mark Twain quote but Denzel's where right well yeah yeah but all I'm getting at is is just in a way it also leads back to the whole like are you living are you living your yeah. life because this is what it's gonna be. It's going to be like this forever. And it's either you get distracted and you, and you, you feed into it, or you just keep on keeping on and don't, um, you know, like what's the, what's the old famous, um, thing with like children, you know, if you, if you, if a baby's crying and and you like leave them alone, don't they stop crying or something? But if you, yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's it's like when, 
like a thought process where if you don't coddle your kids when they're crying, eventually they'll start to become self-sufficient and stuff. Well, it's, it, it could be said the same way. It's yeah. like it, it, the same sort of sense. Like if you keep, you know, if you stay involved with their shit, you're going to be involved in their shit forever. So it's, it, it takes a, it takes that like mental block to get, to get beyond that, yeah. you know, sort of, okay, fuck that. I'm not going to partake in this. And then you start to realize, whoa, that's exactly what that was meant to do. It was just meant to get me to partake in the bullshit. Yeah. So. I think, I think there's a lot of people who, who put too much energy toward things that don't actually affect their life you know like and i get it it's so easy to to get caught up in and all you know there's so much sensory overload going on all the time like it's so easy to get caught get caught up in things that don't affect your day-to-day -day. it's having the willpower and the wherewithal to like bring yourself back into your own life and be like no this is what's important this is what i gotta focus on and just keep moving forward but I think the thing, I think the other part of that though, Ben is like, you know, people like you and I, like we look at it and it's just, it's just fucking egregious. Like, it's just egregious that it's that you see this guy it, get killed and you know, the, the story be, per, you know, perpetrated that, um, uh, you know, he, he, he kills himself and blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, it's, it's, it's so in your fucking face. Like okay, it's hard to not like get upset about it. We're going to segue here. Because the so in your face thing, okay? Which leads us to, it's sad, but this needs to be talked about too. This Surfside Beach condo collapse down in Florida. Mm -hmm. That, it, it's egregious the same way. If you jumped on YouTube right now and Googled de uh, buildings that have been demolished by hand, you know, by man. And you watch, demolition. you watch, a you know, 10 videos of controlled demolition. And then you watch the video of that Surfside Beach condo collapse. It's no change. Okay. It's the same thing for the fucking Twin Towers. Yep. I, I know that's a very bold statement. But if you just go and watch controlled demolition, the way that they, they make a building fall, it's in its own footprint straight down and the way that's done is by essentially you know cutting beams a certain way so that it falls on top of itself it, it pancakes i'm sorry but if you watch the video of that place it's just like every other controlled demolition thing that's ever happened so here we are I wake up yesterday and all it is, is talking, you know, I jumped on, I, I got on Facebook and it's every single news outlet doing a bit on this, this Surfside beach condo. Mm. So what is the, what is the first thing that comes to my mind? Why is every single news organization doing a bit on this right now, early in the morning? Like it, it's just, it was like the perfect bit of bullshit to to then keep, change the keep story the change the story exactly change the story take people's minds away from other things and 
and then they don't they never go back once you change the story and you get people talking about something else it's they then they distract with that and they get distracted with the next thing and the next thing and on we go down the road next thing you know two weeks has gone by and people don't even know who john mcafee is anymore and listen listen we i have to say this like we're not over here like we're not john mcafee stands we're not like you know pretending the guy's a martyr it's not it's not about him specifically it's more about the bigger picture that like we live in a world where you know the, the government of this country can decide that they have somebody that's deemed too much of a risk for the future of the government and we'll just take them out and on we go like we're not over here being like you know i don't have a picture of john mcafee like hanging behind me in my apartment right now it's on the way i haven't gotten it yet but you know like it's just we live in a world where the u.s government can do whatever the fuck they want and people blindly blindly follow the word of a government that you know has no ties to you or i if they if you if you ruffle aaron, enough feathers you're donezo buddy aaron i'm i almost worry for our close personal friend i i think he's gotten too big i like i had this kind of like thought yesterday sort of that i was like thinking in my mind like here's john mcafee worth a hundred million dollars right could go sail off in the sunset never be bothered again but yet it's the exact exact opposite like he he gets whacked and it, it leads me to like this thought process that i had that it's like everyone here in america wants to be like so big you know like meaning yeah. like wealthy powerful sure. rich Famous. all this stuff and and the old adage, you know, more money, more problems is the fucking truth of it. Hold, hold. I, mo money, mo problems. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> it's just like, here's a guy like you would have, you would have thunk, could, would just kind of be, I don't know. To me, if I if I had a hundred mil and I and I could and I could just kind of like escape, I would do that. But what happens is like people get more money and they think they can get more vocal and all this and all like and then they pose a threat to the establishment. And then that's when their demise starts to happen. Yeah. You know, you look at all these movie stars that people people used to think movie stars were rich like that was that that was the mindset that we had as as youngsters probably i would i would say yeah, as we're as we're growing up we thought the movie stars were the rich ones and th that's why everybody wants to be oh i want to go to hollywood i want to be a movie star i want to be an actress i want to be an actor because i want to be rich and it was almost designed that way for us to think that 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 sect of people was the wealthy ones when in reality it's the people above them that are the you know heads of the whole whatever you want all to call the stu it the studios, the, studio all heads, sure, sure. the executives the you know these people are the super rich these are the ones manipulating these these middlemen 
to think that they're the you know wealthy whatever it may be it's just that it's all designed like wouldn't you think that like as we're growing up i'm just let's pick a random guy like will ferrell like will ferrell Mm -hmm. would be like untouchable right Mm -hmm. but then as we grow up and we learn and we're, we're learning about money and finances like will ferrell is completely touchable sure like he could they you know they could off him in one second he could just you know they could cancel culture him in one second yeah so but here we are and we we think that that's the top and the top is so far from there it's not even funny there's this great little there's this great little meme and it's um it's basically who's the guy in spider-man um toby mcguire toby mcguire it was like two of his characters and and one of his characters had this like stern like like look like this guy's an idiot on the face and then the the other character was like laughing and the the uh, the mark under the like or the uh the little like blurb under laughing toby mcguire is and it says uh all the all the billionaires named to the to the Forbes, you know, five hundred or whatever the the Forbes one hundred list. Yep. And then it's the stern faced Toby Maguire, like looking down on the laughing Toby Maguire, and it's and it says the trillionaires who paid to not be on the Forbes five hundred or the Forbes one hundred list because they don't even want to be known, and that, that's like that's the difference in in the manipulation it's like here we think that elon musk is you know the richest guy in the world when it's like he's just he's nothing compared to to the super wealthy elite you know like, you know you know it's funny it, we we do we unfortunately we do not have time to get into the Rothschilds in this episode we just we just don't there's not enough time for it but this is just a little anecdote about the power of the Rothschild family so in 1855, Napoleon III classified the wineries in Bordeaux, specifically on the left bank of Bordeaux, because Bordeaux is a wine region is separated by a Isn't river. Isn't that the best in the world? It's, it's in the best vintages, the wines are regarded as, as some of, if not the best wines in the world. But so the, the uh, region is separated by the, oh, fuck. I want to say it's the Garonne River, River, but I might be wrong. And if I'm wrong, whatever. Anyways, so because of that, there's two different sections. There's the right bank of the river and the left bank of the river. So at that time in 1855, it was believed that all the best wines came from the left bank of the river. So what Napoleon III did to give uh, cachet to the region was he classified all of the wineries on the left bank of Bordeaux by quality, price, and demand at that time, like which wines were the most sought after. And it was called the 1855 classification. Since 18, so basically it was, there's five different tiers, so to speak. And at the, at the very top, um, the first gross, there was, when it was first came out, there was four wineries and, or four chateaus. And then in the, then there's, you know, second growth, third growth, fourth growth, fifth growth, descending down in quality price demand all that but the first gross were obviously the most sought after and commanded the highest price since 1855 there have been two changes 
to any of the statuses of any of the chateaus in the 1855 classification. In 1856, there was a chateau that was added because it was originally supposed to be added in 1855. They just forgot about it. So they added it in 1856. And then in 1973, the Baron Philippe Rothschild had Chateau Mouton Rothschild elevated from second growth to first growth. It's the only other time it's ever been changed. In 166 years, it's only been changed twice. And the second time it was changed was in 1973 because the Baron Philippe Rothschild wanted his winery, Mouton Rothschild, elevated to the top status. It's the only time a winery has moved. So if you're telling me you don't think the Rothschilds have power, like, and, and more money collectively as a family, then, you know, the Bezoses and the Musks and the Buffets of the world, like, you live in a fucking fantasy land because and and the worst part about that power. is is they've been they've been contracted too. There's there's families above them. The Pesar family. Okay. We should we should take it's funny because you brought up Britney Spears and you know I I think there's a level of, fuck. Oh he bad. damn it. Fuck, I was, the brain was on too. I was clicking for somebody that was up till 3 a.m. last night. And I, fuck, whatever. Anyways, I do think that there is um, a bit of a distraction going on there. But that story is fucking, I didn't know that she was in a, what they call a conservatorship. I had never even heard of a conservatorship before. Dude, that girl is more drugged up than you could ever fucking It's imagine. bananas, Ben. Her her voice sounds, I, it's scary. It scares me. That scares me. That poor, I mean, that's the world we live in. If you think she's the only one that's been fucking drugged up and, and like that, like you're so wrong. That's half the population. That's unfair. I, I mean, I was listening to a bit of the transcript and or recording because the transcript is written. Right. So I was listening to a bit of the court recording and uh, I, I, yeah, at first I didn't even realize it was her. Like she was talking and it just like, you know, obviously. And I guess that was part of her thing was that she would use a different voice when she was doing like media and all that stuff. And so I didn't even recognize it at first, but then I was listening to it and I, I did, I think it's 23 minutes long. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I read, you know, excerpts and all that stuff. And, it's basically bananas. If you've been living under a rock, basically Britney Spears' dad has had like control over her life for the last 13 years. Like, and not even just control over her life, control over her money. I guess there's a, it's a thing called a conservatorship where you can, you can basically like control somebody's life and finances if they are uh, deemed incapacitated and unable to handle it themselves. So, oh, weird. So they incapacitated her essentially yeah, and basically. then took her over. That's, that's what they that basically, is. they basically kept her incapacitated for 13 years so that he could continue to control her money. Here's the biggest kick in the dick. And I sent you this, this screenshot just as a reminder that we talk about it, but also because this tweet from Ellie Mistel is unbelievable. So the fact that, quote, I'm quoting here, the fact that Brittany didn't seem to know until yesterday that she could petition to end her conservatorship is an example of terrible legal representation. To the extent California law lets the conservatorship choose lawyers for the ward, that's the first law that should be changed. So not only do they control her finances and her life because she's deemed incapacitated, if she wants to get out from being deemed incapacitated, 
they choose her fucking lawyer for her too. Like it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, talk about collusion at the highest level. It's like, yeah, okay. Talk about, and, and this is what I was getting at before, dude. Like this is like, nobody is fucking safe. If like, you know, you'd think Britney Spears, the one, you know, Oh, Britney Spears, rich, rich Britney Spears. We grew up on, oops, I did it again. Like, like, Oh, Britney Spears, she's her own person. Nope. Yeah. You know, not a, no, 100%. She might as well have had a fucking leash around her neck and been walked around like a dog for the last 13 years because she didn't have a fucking, you know, she, if she wanted to sniff another pile of dog shit, she wasn't even allowed to. She got yanked away from it. Like, and then, what, you know, crazy and, but, and then we're, and then we're supposed to think that, that like, you know, people in power have like the right to like jurisdict over us. Is that, a, does that make sense? Juris. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't, how, I mean, how you're thinking of be? jurisdiction, but you know what I mean? But like, is jurisdict like, the root word of no, uh, no, jurisdiction? Definitely not obviously brains off and uh, <laughs> uh what, what would what would be like jurisdict um what's no, the better word that i'm word. looking for um i don't I, hey you're a dick man you asked you asked if just, it was right i was kidding i just wanted to if you up. didn't if you didn't ask if you were right i would have been that, like that reminded me of the old me mexican word of the day you're a stick. You're a dick. <laughs> actually, there was a there was an episode. Actually, uh, okay, uh, counterpoint. We're getting off the rails here, but there was an episode like three or four weeks ago where you said you said something and you used the wrong word, and I didn't correct you. And it was like it wasn't like incapacitated and uncapacitated, but it was like that. You said un something, and it should have been in like in something. Right, right. And I just and I let you roll with it, you know. That's, um, uh, you know, we got to hold each other accountable. We here. sure do. Listen, we're, we're going to end up running long. I think the, the perfect way to sum up this episode is power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And that's just that. a fact, man. That's just a fact. Humans weren't meant to have power the way they do because it's very clear. The human brain hasn't evolved yet to handle it. And the other thing though, like just to be set off that it's like, as one person, you know, gets more powerful, it pisses another powerful person off. So right. it's like, you're never, what's the point of, it seems to me like as you get to the top, it's just a guaranteed way to fucking get to the bottom. If you know what I mean? Like you might as well just live your life and, and fucking. You just dropped, you know what I mean? <sighs> of course I did. Brains off. Brains off. Um, but you get what I'm saying. No, I, I do. That, I do. I think but... I, I just said, I just, I, I figured out how to say, you know what I mean? I just changed it up. To, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Synonyms, man. That's how you got to do it. Um, no, I, I there, as you progress and try and get to the top, there's always going to be someone that's coming for your head, you know? And if you come with the King, you best not miss Omar, the wire, great TV show. Um, okay, that about does it for episode 69. Nice of the Sunday Conversation podcast. 
presented by loyalty liquors i was wearing my loyalty liquors uh, polo to work the other day and uh right i had to go to the office to get samples and one of my coworkers was like oh, i like that shirt loyalty liquors and i was like yeah you should check them out on uh, on instagram and you should also listen to the sunday conversation podcast they're presenting sponsor <laughs> for now until you know unless we, this whole AutoZone thing goes through and then sorry trev like yeah, dude, he'll, he's hey, gonna Trev, have to buck up, buddy. Get in the zone. Gonna, yeah, match. Zone. You're gonna match yeah, exactly. or <laughs> get in the zone. Auto zone. Um. Hey, no free ads. Come on, we're not oh, there yet. F- I'm cutting that out. I'm gonna bleep. I'm gonna bleep out the name of the company. Okay, good. Um, get in the get in the, get in the beep <laughs> beep beep. Um, <laughs> you can Gosh. contact us a multitude of ways. You have. Uh, but the best way to get in touch with us is uh, through Instagram at Sunday Conversation on Instagram. While there, check out the link to our Patreon page, which is in the uh, the link to which is in the bio, the bio of said Instagram. I'm Aaron. That's Ben. It's been a blast. Ben, you got anything else? Nope. Good chat, buddy. Love you. Love you. <laughs>